Oh yeah, she's that country girl who overcame the stigma that southern women are barefoot, backwoods, and backwards. Now she's an articulate voice for conservative values and wisdom in America. Sitting on her front porch sharing common sense, here's Marnie. Hi, welcome back to my front porch where we talk about conservative common sense principles. We've been talking about the proper role of government and today I want to talk about checks and balances. Our founding fathers studied the civilizations that had existed before their time and they looked at the rise and fall of those civilizations and found common threads of what causes tyranny, what causes the demise of civilizations and they wanted to put in place a set of checks and balances to ensure that our nation would endure for as long as possible. So we know about the legislative, the judicial, and the executive branches, that they put checks and balances on each other. The legislative branch makes the laws, they appropriate the money, they have those purse strings, they decide whether uh, we go to war or not. <clears throat> Technically, that's the way it's supposed to be. They have to declare war which doesn't always happen today. And then the executive branch is implementing the laws and making sure that they're executed out. And he's the commander in chief of the military, right? And then the judicial branch is making sure that everything is done constitutionally. So those three we are aware of. What we probably don't think of most of the time is the intrinsic checks and balances that are in the constitution and in the bill of rights. And I wanna talk about three others that we're not really addressing fully and that are being uh, drastically eroded. The first is the states. The states had a say. They were a part of the checks and balances. And that came into play with the ability for them to raise a militia. But then also in the original constitution, there was a different way that the senators were appointed. They were not elected by popular vote in the original constitution, they were appointed by the state senate. They would appoint people to go to Washington and represent the state's interests as a whole. And then the U.S. House of Representatives is how it is now. It was by the popular vote within the states. And everything was done based on population counts. And population count controlled how many representatives you had. Okay. So what that did is that gave the, the states a voice. And then there's an amendment that's come into play that got rid of that and made the senators not be appointed by the states. It made it with a popular vote. So it eroded that extra check and balance there that the states need a say. So we really need to dial that back and get rid of that amendment, roll back to the way it was originally so that the states have a voice because states' rights are drastically being eroded and are country today. The next checks and balance that we probably don't think about is the right to bear arms. Um, the right to bear arms allows the people to be a check upon the government. If you know the government collapses, uh, there's anarchy, each individual needs to be able to protect themselves. It goes back to that right that we have to protect our life, liberty, and our pursuit of happiness. We own that right. So if there's no government around immediately to help us. We need to be able to do that just to protect ourselves, especially, you know, you might live out in the country and there's not a police officer within my, you know, anywhere around or something. You need to be able to protect yourself. But also it protects you against the tyranny of the government itself because these founding fathers knew better than anyone 
what a tyrannical government was like, and they saw it play out in history, and that people need to be able to protect themselves from their own governments at some point when they become too powerful and they are tyrannical. So that's a check that we need to make sure we protect in this country. And then the other check that is intrinsic into the Bill of Rights is the freedom of religion. And you might say, well, how is that a check, part of the checks and balances? It's a very important one. John Adams said that our Constitution is made for a moral people and it's completely inadequate for any other. Personal responsibility is critical to freedom. You have to have personal responsibility for freedom to work. So people need to be able to control their own appetites, passions, and how they um, show up in the world. And if people don't have a basic morality, then they, they're lawless. They just do whatever. They violate basic moral laws. And so then you've got the need for more police force, more government intervention, more government controls. So religion historically is teaching people how to master themselves and how to be subject to God and a conscience and to you know live according to moral code so the founding fathers were coming from this judeo-christian background so they based the moral code on the ten commandments that was intrinsic so if you go back to the proper role of government where we talked about how you can't steal from one group and give to another that's going back to thou shalt not steal so that's and then if you look at the abortion issue really you can't even logically talk about it unless you believe that there is a sanctity to life and that thou shalt not kill okay so these are basic fundamentals that if you don't have these then you know anything goes whatever you feel like you know and then when you start to operate from that whatever you feel like thing you start encroaching on other people's rights so the morality is needed and they knew that if you protected religion uh, and that Congress shall make no law concerning the freedom of religion they're not supposed to um, infringe upon your ability to pray when or where or however you want to or to whoever you want to and not to assign a state religion. It doesn't mean that you can't pray in public. It doesn't mean that you can't acknowledge God in a public forum. It's not saying that you can't pray in a public forum or do something like that. That's not what that's about. It's about not picking one religion or not outlawing religion completely. We needed to have that basic fundamental thing there as a check upon the people and upon the government and when you erode that, you've lost the main thing that keeps people free. Now, even though the Founding Fathers were coming from a Judeo-Christian background, some people will say, well, morality isn't, you know, needed because a whole lot of people in the world are not, you know, they're not Christian, you know. But I would submit that they are moral. My brother lived for two years in Japan, and in one case he accidentally left his camera on a bus, a bus seat. And he came back a couple hours later fully expecting it to be gone, and it was still there. Uh, the, the Japanese people have a basic moral code. Even though they're not coming from that Christian background, they do have their own religion, and they have some basic morality, some honor, a code of ethics that they live by. We need to protect all of these checks and balances. It's critical that we keep the right to bear arms, that we protect freedom of religion, 
that we foster morality. There's a full-on attack on morality in the United States and in the world, really. So we need to protect that so that people learn personal responsibility, which is key to freedom. Y'all take care. God bless.